Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast for now. I'm Carlos. Joining me live is Avery at Brave Grapes. Good morning. Craig at Banana Morphs. Uh, I'm missing Chelsea for this, so just I want you to feel loved and appreciated for that reason. Good news, Chelsea is also missing Chelsea. Yep, they really are. <laughs> it's been rough so far. Angry boy Matthew Hubertson at No Pit Stops. Carlos, this is a bro check. Are you okay? Fine. <laughs> and for the last time, Reed at Pac-10 Reed. Hello. Hello. Here we are. Uh, we are going to stop talking about realignment discourse until something new happens. Thank God. Uh, so today we're just going to ignore everything else going on in the world of college football and get back to previewing the 2023 football season. We're just 13 days away from the season kicking off with San Jose State and USC on week zero. So today uh, we're going to be talking hot spicy takes for the 2023 season. We do that every year. So we're back. Doing that, do that for the third week. annual year. <laughs> not, not, not every, every, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, and and today, in, in addition to our hot takes, we're going to be doing a Pac-12 player draft, drafting the best Pac-12 team for 2023 based on the players that are available. So uh, we're going to learn about some guys today. But first, as always, thank you to those joining us live on YouTube. Hit that like button. Subscribe to our channel. Leave your comments. Podcast listeners, we still love you. If you still love us, please leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify. And, of course, uh, we have more Patreon content up at NoTruckStops.com for you. We've got deep dive breakdowns into each Pac-12 team uh, dropping over the coming weeks. We've already actually got a patreon episode dedicated to the mountain schools we've got an episode dedicated to the arizona schools we've got an episode dedicated to the bay area schools hopefully we'll get to some big brand names uh soon here uh so go check all that out for five dollars or if you just love the show and want to show your support you can subscribe for three dollars to show your appreciation over at notruckstops.com okay enough of that Let's get into our previews. Let's start with some hot takes for the season. As we do every preseason, we hop on and give our spiciest takes on what we think will transpire in the upcoming 2023 Pac-12 football season. Uh, It's always kind of fun to see what kind of insane shit we come up with and then to look back on this episode. This is the one episode I come back and listen to at the end of the year to see who uh, see whose hot takes uh, came to fruition, and then we could look like fucking geniuses. So here's how it works. We're each going to have two hot takes. We'll rotate and share one by one. Uh, and after that person has shared their hot take, we'll each rate how hot the take actually was, one being lukewarm, five being scorching hot. Does that make sense? Good. Because uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, let's not delay any further. Our first hot take of the year goes to Avery. Avery, how about you start us off? What's your first hot take for the upcoming 2023 Pac-12 football season? I'm going to start us really slow here. Um, Also, I have no idea which of my takes (laughs) are hot and which aren't because they're all the same to me. But my first hot take is that ASU is finishing fifth in the conference this season. Oh, Uh, (laughs) I was like, should I say fourth? That's just crazy talk. Fifth, I'm going to go with fifth. I feel like... There's four teams. I mean, there's like five teams that seem to be the best teams in the conference, but I feel like that fifth spot is a little fluid and with some crazy upsets, like we might we might see ASU just slide right in there. Okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. What do we think, Gang Reed? You start us off. ASU finishing fifth in the Pac-12. Uh, you giving that a one? Is that lukewarm or is that five scorching hot somewhere in between? I would say I think that's a three. I think that past four, the tiers aren't that solid. So I can see who are the four. Let's say let's say who, who are the four. Let's name them. Yeah, for me, it's USC, Oregon, Washington and Utah. Uh, I think past that, most people would have Oregon State and UCLA. But I don't see that as super solid personally. And I think ASU has some talent. I like Dillingham's offense. So I could see it happening. I'll go three. Do you want to hear my rankings where ASU ends up? This this is where the hot take actually is to me. Like I don't know that I don't know that Arizona State being this high, but I'd who's the one that you're dropping out of the top five? Because I think think that's what's actually gonna be hot. Oregon, USC, Washington, Oregon State. ASU. <laughs> Utah. Utah six. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> so you have hey. Utah going like seven and five. Six, <laughs> six last year was like 10 and three, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. There was like nine. I think UCLA was six. Were they not? Were they? I thought no they were. Uh, maybe they were oh, fifth. Oh, yeah. You're I, probably uh, right. No, they actually. were sixth. Yeah. They, were yeah. they? 
Yeah, so I don't know. Utah nine and three Utah's and an finishing sixth. So, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. ASU in order to do that has to beat Utah. How is Utah getting to nine wins? You know, with a lost ASU. Well, what do you think, Greg? Is this a? I think this, this a is one five because this okay. requires Whoa. ASU to beat Utah. It's not going to happen. Okay, okay. <laughs> happened before. Matt, what about you? Um, yeah, the claiming Arizona State as the fifth best team, I. This is like a two to me. I, I completely agree that I think that they're going to finish the season really strong um, and be in a pretty good spot. But it's it's definitely if you're dropping one of those top four out versus, you know, saying that like your UCLA's and your Oregon State's aren't going to come through. I think that that definitely bumps it up to like a four. Okay. What about uh, I, I think I'm going to give this. Uh, oh, I think I'm going to give it a four to me. I think there's uh, there's a level of insanity that I'm not quite sure is there yet, but this is pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're not I, – I, but I am not giving it a five, particularly because I think ASU is a bit of a wild card. Like, I don't know what they're going to be exactly. I, they have a new offense. They're always talented enough to be pretty good, and I think that's true this year. Their quarterback situation – might be better than what it was last year. Uh, Trent Bergay, I don't know, maybe he's not going to be able to get any reps here. Jaden Rashad is sitting there in the wings. Uh, Drew Pine, maybe he sucks. but I think it, Drew Pine's out for the season. Or maybe not for the season, but he's he got injured in camp. Oh, yikes. Okay, so they've got... But they have two... It's a hamstring, so... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't it, think he was going to start anyways, though. Isn't yeah. he like the, got two mo- the least exciting option? They've got... They've got two playable guys though, uh, so the and you know I don't know Ken, Kenny Dillingham did do a great job at Oregon. We learned that he was probably a big part of the reason why Oregon's offense was so good last year. So I don't know. I mean I'm uh, I'm I'm very curious about this take. I I really want to see how this one ages because I think they could be pretty. I think they'll be six and six at worst. Oh, but I think they'll be they could be better. I think they'll be six and six, but at worst, that's. Six and six at worst is a very high floor. Yeah, for a that's team that been their not... floor for like twenty years. Yeah, what? but what happened last year? Like yeah, the they... floor has changed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like okay. I feel like four and eight is their floor probably. Okay. Okay, that's fair. All right, let's move on, Greg. This is your favorite topic. So how about you go next? You love giving your hot takes. Arizona's <laughs> going three and nine this year. Uh, Arizona sucks. Uh, I wanted to put two and ten, but I don't think that's possible. So I'll go three and nine. Okay, okay. Arizona going three and nine. Ted, say a little bit more. Why do you think they're going three and nine? I think Jed Fish is a shitty coach. I've said that so many times. <laughs> I think he's bad. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he recruits well, but on the field, he's like Mario Cristobal with better PR. Uh, <laughs> he's just he blows games. Arizona's one and eleven season should have been two and ten at the very least if he hadn't been just a miserable game manager. Uh, last year there were some really head scratching decisions. I'm worried about uh, the relationship between the quarterback and the receivers based on what we saw last year with you know the difficulties they had that led to Singer possibly. I mean that's possibly what led to Singer transferring out. Uh, and that defense is just atrocious. It's so bad, and there's no way it's improving enough to be, like, uh, I don't know, competent this year. It's still going to be terrible, and the offenses in this conference are going to destroy it. And I don't think you can count on uh, on that quarterback to be consistent enough to make up for it. So 3-9 and nine Arizona, here we come. Yeah, well, I see you're consistent with your – suddenly you're an Arizona State fan. You've got the 70-7 to 7, uh, <laughs> scoreboard in the background. <laughs> Quick pause on these hot takes because I wanted to bring up a comment from Trevon Daniels. It says, big read fan here. Big tree emoji. What does that mean? What do we think this means? Is this because you're tall? tall? <laughs> big, big bush. Big tree. Okay. Does that – read? is this a thing? Have no, you ever? I think it's his Twitter name. Oh, oh, like he's signing off? Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> I thought he was saying that, you were, that you're a big tree, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> anyway, so Arizona going 4-8. Uh, um, so, Matt, let's start with you. did he say 3-9? 3-9, sorry, 3-9. Yeah, Arizona he said 3-9. This, this is a 5. This is insane. Oh, really? Um, okay. They have Northern Arizona and UTEP and Stanford Only wins. in their first four Only games. wins. Dion's you taking think it they home. they are closing the season 0-8? Yes! <laughs> no. No. 
No. <laughs> um, I they they still have Wazoo. They still have Colorado. I'm not entirely convinced in Oregon State like resolving the road woes. So they do get Oregon State at home in the desert. And as we've talked about many times, like teams going to the desert, looking at UCLA, looking at Utah, like those aren't completely like for sure losses to me. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is insane to close those last eight games without getting a single win. Uh, is this too much? Uh, Grace, what about you? Arizona going three and nine. How hot is this? One to one to five. I think this is a two because I completely agree. Like yeah. I could see, <laughs> I could see them getting. I could see them getting a fourth win. Sure, that's a possibility. But like, I don't. They could also lose to UTEP. So, I don't know. You tell me. I don't think it's crazy. There's a realm of possibility here. They might not even have a quarterback or a head coach halfway through the season, if my manifesting hits home. But I don't think it's that hot. Absolutely true. I, I don't. I don't think it's that hot either. Okay, Northern Arizona and UTEP. Fine, uh, but Mississippi State they could lose to Stanford. They will lose that's a wild card. We don't know what Stanford's yeah. going to be, and it's in it's in Palo Alto. We know what Stanford's going to be. To be fair, Washington to be fair. they'll lose to Washington. They'll lose to USC. I think they'll lose <laughs> at Washington State, and then it's like Oregon State, UCLA, Colorado, Utah, Arizona State. Colorado might actually be pretty competent. Arizona State we just talked about they could finish top half in the conference if like things break their way. No, I think this is I think this is a one. Even. Okay, that's I, I will go. I'm going to go for a one. I think it's lukewarm as hell. I, I mean, here's the thing. I will say this about a reason Stanford could beat them, Matt and Reed. Uh, if there is a team in the conference who is poorly positioned to take advantage of how sta- bad Stanford is on the lines, look at what Arizona was on the lines last year. They were so bad. So I, I don't think it's it's that crazy that Stanford could win, especially early in the season. I think they're they're both very bad at the lines, but... Arizona's skill position talent on offense is worlds better. And they have All you need all you need is for Delora to play like Delora for Stanford to win that game. All you need is Delora to play like Delora to for them to beat USC. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's a coin flip, is what I'm saying. You know, it's like really decent odds. Coin flips don't go 0 and 8, right? (laughs) There won't be coin flips in every game. There won't be coin flips in every game. What's this for you? One to five. It's a four. They have, oh. I mean, Matt nailed it. They have three guaranteed wins on the schedule, basically. Like, Where are the guaranteed? Are you counting Stanford as a yes. guaranteed win? Stanford I is horrible. Count Stanford Stanford's as a guaranteed dog win. shit. Okay, they're not going to be good. And Arizona is not And regardless, they, there are a ton of games they can win on here. They can win the Washington game. They can win the Oregon State and UCLA games. They should win the Colorado game. Uh, and Wazoo and Arizona State are going to be close they're going to get one of those like in all likelihood they're going to get one of those so it's a four it's interesting all right and the fact that you were leaning too like i can't believe you actually said that out loud that's insane it's it's a split room here greg you really (laughs) you really split the room (laughs) on this i did a good job then (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) All right. Well, that is Greg's hot take. Uh, Here's mine. I already shared this on Twitter, so I'll share this one first. I think UCLA is going 10 and 2. I think that's, and that's probably enough to put them in the top three in the conference, which would be insane. Here's the thing about UCLA is number one, their schedule looks uh, pretty tasty. Uh, I, I would say it's. I don't know. It's it, we've talked about UCLA and their schedule in the past and how how nice it is. I sort of think. We're getting something similar this time. Uh, they get Coastal Carolina, San Diego State, North Carolina Central. Pretty, you know, at San Diego State might be pretty tough, but I- I'd say that's a fair three now. At Utah, I put as a guaranteed loss. Um, against Washington State, I think that's a win. At Oregon State is one where I think people might say, okay, that's a loss. I sort of think that's a toss-up to me. Uh, I think UCLA, and I'll talk a little bit more about UCLA, the team specifically, but I think UCLA has a, has a decent shot at winning that game. Uh, if I had to pick, I'd probably pick Oregon State. But it's a true toss-up, and I kind of think they might be able to walk away with that one. Uh, at Stanford is a win versus Colorado. At Arizona versus Arizona State, all wins. I think at USC is a loss, and I think they beat Cal. With the third loss is like Oregon State. Like Whether you think they're going 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two depends on them beating Oregon State or not. 
I think uh, that UCLA's offense is going to be top 20 in the country because I think that's just their floor now with Chip Kelly. Dante Moore, I don't know. He'll be a freshman, but it seems like he'll be a a pretty good freshman from what I've been hearing. So um, he'll he'll probably start. I imagine he'll be fine at least. Carson Steele is a top three running back in the Pac-12 right now. So they've got running. They've got J. Michael Sturdivant at receiver, a top 10 receiver. Their defense is uh, talented. It hasn't been good, but they have a new defensive coordinator, a brand new one, one that I think people are kind of excited about for the first time in a long time. So And and uh, defensively, they have, I think, the favorite to win Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, which is Leia Tulatu. Uh, so I feel like their defense needs to be top 60 in the country. Their offense is top 20. That's enough to get you 10-2 and two with this schedule. It just is. So I've got UCLA going 10-2. and two. That's my hot take. Reed, you're making a bunch of faces. How about you? Uh, how about you tell? How about you? How about you go ahead and uh, tell me? Tell me how how you rate this. There were just many takes burst in there left and right that I was thrown off by. <laughs> Carson Steele, top three running back. I mean, I get it, but I think Damian Martinez, Jay Knott, Bucky Irving, kind of have those spots locked down in the preseason. Um, then just dismissing the Oregon State game as head of graveyard propaganda and calling that a toss-up i mean i was like that's a who, certain who is talking here? um so what is it i i mean i think it's there's a chance yeah there's a chance i think that having a new quarterback like for me creates some variability where i don't just look at the non at Utah, at Oregon State, and at USC games as guaranteed wins. I definitely think that they lose one of those random ones more likely than not. And I also think that all three of those road games are really scary. Um, so I'd put it as a four. Okay. I mean, I uh, I think that's fair. Grapes, what about you? What do you give this? One to five. Uh, can you get that schedule back up? Yeah, so yeah. I can, I can, can see get it. that back up. I, yeah, I agree with Reed. I think calling the Oregon State game a toss-up after all the propaganda you've done for Oregon State is crazy. Like, <laughs> be consistent, please. Um, I think it's really easy to find two wins on the schedule, USC and Utah. Like, the, I, I can almost guarantee those, will, I mean, losses will be losses. And then pick any of the other ones. I don't expect UCLA to win all those, especially if you look there, October twenty first who are they playing that that one really stands different disease is dead we've cured i don't disease. i don't i don't believe it i i don't believe it for a second this is exactly it gets you again this is exactly the type of stanford disease that exists it's right when you become convinced that there's no way stanford is beating you that they sneak into your mind and destroy your life exactly so remember how convinced we were that stanford would lose to oregon because they couldn't defend the run, and Oregon was so good running, and then Stanford beat them in 2021. I'm not involved in that we. That's true. Avery was right. <laughs> but the rest of us were convinced. Yeah, I, and we were I mean, for the same reason that you could find Arizona finding a fourth win, you could easily find UCLA getting another loss. But because I am on board with the anti-Arizona propaganda and not on board with the pro-UCLA propaganda, I'm going to make this a three in the hot take department. Reed, what about, did you already go, Reed? Yeah, I went first. Yeah, sorry, Matt. I get you and Matt confused all the time because, you know. Uh, <laughs> Matt, what did you get? What do you give this? One to five. I, I am also a three. Um, I'm, I, listen, I'm, I'm very worried about Carlos and I'm starting to figure out why. Um, he is remarkably ready to be hurt by UCLA <laughs> for the first time in years. Um, I, I am actually, like, I don't think that this is actually that hot of a take. I do think that 10 and two is absolutely available and attainable for UCLA. Now I think it is a hard, hard ceiling. Um, I do not think that they have a chance at 11 wins, but I think, I think Utah and Oregon state are certain losses. One of my like ancillary hot takes that I was kind of thinking about, and I just didn't think it was hot enough is that I have UCLA finishing with a better record than USC this year. <laughs> so, like, I don't actually, I don't actually Whoa. think that this is that insane. So congratulations on actually caring about UCLA football for the first time in years, Carlos. Um, I'm excited for the pain that you're about to endure. <laughs> okay. We've got to talk about that next one. Greg, uh, what's your, 
what's your rating here? I also don't think it's like ten and two is super possible, and I'm lower on Oregon State than I think all of you, except for maybe Reed. So like, I really think it's doable. But also it requires UCLA to not lose to someone they're better than, and I can't get there, so uh, I'm going to three as well. Okay. All right. Pretty pretty in the middle of the road here is what I'm hearing. All right. Well, let's move on. Matt, you already said it, so let's restate it for the audience that wasn't no, listening. What's your, I, what's your hot take? It, this isn't even one of my like two that I really wanted to throw out there as far as UCLA finishing with a better record than USC. My my one that I do want to throw out is USC related. USC not only misses the Pac-12 championship game, but they don't even miss it on a tiebreaker. Ooh. I think they are fully one game back of making the title game this season. Who makes it? I have the Oregon schools making it. Um, I, I I have a back to back. The platy the puss implies two games must be played, <laughs> and I think that we will have two two platypus games this season. But I just I I think that I, I am just not sold on the improvement that USC went through, and I'm not sold on like how much they can actually improve just internally. Um, and so the significantly more difficult schedule this year, combined with just injury luck at key positions. Uh, I think can absolutely lead to a three loss USC this year. Very interesting. Okay. Grapes, let's start with you. What do you rate this? USC finishing outside of the title game. Where would you, one to five, would you give it? Uh, There's like a whole nother layer to this since it can be two teams from technically the same division. I guess we don't have divisions anymore. And I guess none of this matters because we don't have a conference anymore. So I'm like trying to do the math <laughs> in my head that makes sense for USC to miss out. And uh, I mean, it feels crazy. I'm going to give it a four just because like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to give it a four. That's what my gut is telling me. If It just feels weird to not have USC there. Yeah. I, oh man, I don't know. The Pac-12 is so tough. I actually... I'm going to give this a two. And the reason I give it a two, and it's not because I don't think, is I think USC is a lock or that USC is, is absolutely not going to make it. But the Pac-12 is competitive enough for them to, they slip up one extra time. They've got maybe a one game leeway. They they can finish eight and one and they'll be in the Pac-12 title game. They finished seven and two. There's a good chance you get left out uh, in this conference. So I feel like, I feel like this is not crazy. I feel like we have enough good teams in the conference uh, we have enough firepower offensively. I feel like the league might actually improve in some places defensively enough to make it such that USC actually might be as good as they were last year, but have a slightly worse record, another extra loss. So I, I think this is a two. I think this is a completely possible, and I would not necessarily be shocked if it happened. Reed, what about you? What do you give it? One to five. I'd give it a two. I think that you have a few outs here. I would say Oregon, Oregon State, and Washington have like one loss conference schedule upside. I'm curious how many losses Matt would have USC pegged at. I think it's interesting with their schedule that a lot of their road games in conference are against the easier teams, except for that late trip to Oregon. They have at Arizona State early, which I think Arizona State needs some time to ramp up. And then at uh, Colorado and at Cal, who are both you know, two of the lower teams in the conference. So that makes me think that, you know, I don't have USC that low, but um, I still, like I said, with those outs, with those teams that can that can potentially reach a one-loss conference schedule, I, I could see a way that it happens. So I'll go a two. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Greg, what about you? I'm going to go a four because, uh, I don't know, I think USC is going to have a great year, of course, and... I struggle to see Oregon State making it still, even with that schedule. I just don't think they're good enough. Uh, and so I, I, I think four for that reason. But it, it's still within the realm of possibility that USC misses out and it's the Oregon schools who make it. Maybe I'll bump it down to a three, actually. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, we, all right, Matthew Hubertson. We, we feel in like this isn't that crazy, but I do think it's a bit it's a bit. It is a little bold. I'll give it that. It's not hot, but it's bold. Uh, okay, Reed, you've got your hot take. What? Uh, what is it? What do you got? 
So I hate to do this uh, to my in-state brethren, but I'm I'm saying that the road woes come back for Oregon State, and specifically that they split four road games in conference at Washington State, at Cal, at Arizona, and at Colorado. Oof. I think that they lose two of those games and that uh, at the end of the season, we look at them in the bottom half of the conference. Ooh. So you're saying, so you're saying two games, not two road losses, not including, the not Oregon including game. the Oregon game. So they finish. So as your hot take, they finish bottom half of the conference and specifically that they split those, those two road games against potentially bottom half teams or four road games against bottom half wow. teams. Wow, you're a big Oregon State hater. I don't know what's going on with you lately. He has to uh, balance us out. Gregor, do you want to take back that you're lower on yeah, Oregon yeah, State than Oregon? I do. I do want to take that back. I, uh, it's it's not the case. Um, although I don't know, I kind of like the sound of it. Feels like it could happen. <laughs> what you say, Reed? Why would? Why do you like the sound of this? Well, you're I, I sick. don't mean that you're I want sick. it to happen. I don't mean that I want it to happen. I just think as I hear it, I'm like, yeah, I could absolutely see it happening. It would make okay. sense. So then what do you give it? What would I give it? Uh, let's go a three as well. A three. Okay. All right. Avery, you're the big Oregon State honk. What do you think? Don't call me a honk. Um, <laughs> I think it's so funny that Greg said I could see it happening. I feel like we could say that about anything in this fucking conference. I could see anything happening, um, obviously. But that just feels crazy to me. Like, I don't. Those are not tough road games. <laughs> like maybe they lose to Washington State, but the rest of them I just do not see happening. So I'll give it a four. Yeah, this is a five to me. I, I, Oregon State. I think we just have different ideas about Oregon State. I, I I think it hinges on whether you think their defensive performance last year was a fluke. I do not. I think they did it against some of the best defenses. I think they're going to have. They still have some of some really good players back. Um, on the defensive, uh, in particular, um, oh man, Katani Oladapi, I think is like Katana he is. Oladapo. He comes back, Oladapo. Sorry, um, like, and I think that again, they improved a lot defensively, despite changing nothing between twenty one twenty two, which tells me it's a coaching thing. So I am of the opinion that I do believe in Oregon State's defense. I do think it was pretty good. I think a lot of this Oregon State hate or love depends on what you think about their defense and, you know, what you think about DJ Uyunglele, who is going to almost certainly going to start. I get that there's like the whole quarterback battle thing with Ben Branson that's freaking everyone out, but I think it'll be fine. I think he will start. I think this is like one of those, oh, who are we playing? Week one. You don't know. Maybe we'll play two quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's what we're doing. So I, I guess it just sort of depends. I'm going to give it a five, though. I think that's kind of – I personally think that's kind of crazy. Uh, who else didn't go? Who didn't rate this? I, I didn't go yet. This this is a 17. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is breaking the rules. This is hateful. Uh, this is irrational. This is poorly thought out. And, and frankly, uh, this is disingenuous. You don't believe this. Uh, and so therefore in breaking the rules of the game, I will break the rating system. This, there's just no way you can definitely say that you don't think that Oregon state is going to be as good as touted. You cannot say that they're going to be bottom half worse than Arizona state, Arizona, like all of these other bad teams. And, and especially as you have concerns about their defense, Wazoo is not going to hurt that defense. Cal is not going to hurt that defense. I mean, maybe Colorado and Arizona, maybe, but I just, especially later in the season when you've kind of solidified things out, there's just no way. If they're going to trip up, it's going to be against teams that are on paper better than them, and the home field graveyard magic doesn't happen. This is this is so bad. This is so bad. <laughs> so bad. I raise you the Stanford game last year. So Sean Cross has a great comment here. Reed's still hurt by the 19 straight runs to end the Platypus Cup last year. It's okay. Dry your tears with that Big Ten money. Is that it? Is that what it is, Reed? You're still thinking about the those 19 straight runs? I'm. I am still hurt by the 19 straight <laughs> one runs. I'll let <laughs> <end> that. <Yeah. laughs> um. All right. That is Reed's hot take. So to recap, what we have so far: ASU Avery has ASU finishing fifth in the Pac-12. I've got UCLA going 10 and two. Matt has got USC finishing outside the title game. 
Greg has Arizona going 3-9, and Reed has Oregon State finishing in the bottom half in the Pac-12 and losing to some bad teams en route to doing so. All right, we've got one more round of hot takes here. Let's get through these super quickly so I can move on to our draft. Avery, spout yours off. Okay, hang in, hang in there with me here. I do not think Chip Kelly is going to coach a game in the Big Ten. And it's not because he's going to get fired. It's because Chip Kelly went back to the Pac-12. He went to UCLA as his retirement plan. He wanted to go just hang out, be in a chill conference, not be demanded to do things or play very many big opponents. He just wanted to hang out on the beach, get that money, (laughs) just really relaxing. The Big Ten is not relaxing for a football coach. Like You're going to have way better opponents in the Big Ten. You're going to have to play Ohio State. You're going to have to play Michigan. You're going to have to play those Midwest teams. You're going to have to travel across the country a lot. And I don't think Chip Kelly is going to want to be going to Ohio during his retirement. So I think that Chip Kelly is going to take a good long look at his career and his accomplishments and say, you know what? I'm just going to hang out on the beach in California instead of going to cornfields to play football. I think I think he's going to take a good long look at what he's set to make that first year in the Big Ten, <laughs> and he's and he's going to stay. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go around quickly and give a quick rating here. I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a one. I've been saying that this is possible. Fuck Everyone's off. been saying it. UCLA has been possible for a long time. Fuck I'm going to give off. it a one, Greg. What five. Greg? What do you give this? There's no way. Five. Oh, UCLA oh, won't really? be bad enough for him to be fired. He's not going to quit. He's I think going. he can quit. I think he can quit. Matt, what do you think? Give us a one to yeah. five. It's a one. I could absolutely <laughs> see him. I could see him. I could see him be gone by like week six. Where he just says fuck it. Just leaving. Just like um, I'm. I good. could see him tarmacking his own team where he orders himself a private jet on the way home from Salt Lake City. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yes, I think that is absolutely true. Reed, what do you think? What do you give it? One to five. I think I'd give it a four. Uh, they're probably going to win like Man. eight games. I just don't see what the breaking point is here that actually causes going to it the to Midwest end. is the breaking point. The thought <laughs> of going to the Midwest. Then there's the he money. He goes to Utah and is like, I'm not going twice this distance. No way. <laughs> to, for the same weather and same kinds of people. <laughs> uh, if now I uh, I think another hot take. Uh, this is not the basketball episode, but Mick Cronin. I think would be very bothered by all the travel and going to the Midwest because that man fucking hates the Midwest. He came to LA. Chip Kelly is like, came to LA, get away from the spotlight, blah, blah, blah. Mick Cronin talks all the time about how much he likes the weather. So if you had said Mick Cronin, I'd have given this a five and I would have been like, oh, okay, wait, maybe you're right. Um, okay. But you think so I'm Avery, right. I'm a- Avery is splitting. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Avery's splitting the room here. Uh, got all kinds of ranges. Greg, give us your second hot take. Uh, this one's not very hot. Stanford 0-12. Uh, they're going to lose to Hawaii. They're going to lose to Stack State. Wow. They'll lose to everyone else. Uh, Stanford 0-12. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this is... Matt, give it a quick rating. 1-5. to five. Pull the schedule up. 4. 4. Um, I, it, it, there is, it is in the realm of possibility. Okay. Uh, uh, Re- Avery, what do you give this? Listen, there is like a couple games every year where I just don't see good things happening and i look at that ucla game yeah i know and i do not see good things happening for ucla like it just does not feel like a game that ucla i mean they might win but it's not going to be pretty and so that's not even counting the shitty teams they play so i they're gonna sneak one out i it's a five i think it's a five that's a crazy take read Four. They don't have a sure win. It will take a lot for them to lose all twelve, but they don't have a sure win here. So I'll go four. Ah, uh, I'm giving this. I'm giving this a five. We have not had a Pac-12 team in the Pac-12 era go zero and twelve, uh, and it just feels to me like. Oh. But here's the thing that I almost want to give it a three, just because they could absolutely lose to Hawaii on a Friday to open the season, which like, why does Stanford keep doing this shit to themselves? (laughs) It's 2015 Northwestern all over again. Uh, And then they get Sac State. That's a revenge game for Sac State. (laughs) Troy Taylor, literally coach at Stanford, was the coach at Sac State before then. Oh, this is uh, this is this is good, Greg. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four just because I think this is possible. You know who's standing in the way of Owen Tull Stanford? 
Week 12 against Cal. Justin Wilcox Cal. will not let a team go 0-12. He's done this twice. Go ahead. He did it. He lost to Arizona. He lost to Colorado to prevent both of those teams from going 0-12. Like, three Great for point. three. It is right there. 2008 Washington's strongest soldier, Justin Wilcox. <laughs> Week 12, is he still around? Is Wilcox still there? That's the problem well, Cal with Cal can't fire him. With what yeah, money? That's true. <laughs> that's fair. Who the that's hell is paying that buyout? <laughs> Man, oh god, Avery, that's good. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Three Pete for Cal to stop <laughs> Owen Twelve from happening. Crazy shit. I would lose my mind. I would lose my fucking mind. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. I've got one here. Uh, I'll share mine really quick. I think someone other than Caleb Williams wins Pac-12 Player of the Year this year. Uh, Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. I sort of think like I, I think he'll be pretty good. I think we're gonna get some players though that are gonna merge. I feel like uh, I'm not. I'm not I, I, okay, I'll I'll go even harder. I think Damian Martinez wins it. I think Damian Martinez wins Pac-12 Player of the Year. I think he's going to be the best running back in the Pac-12. Uh, and I think Caleb Williams will be pretty good. But I think there's gonna be some moments where USC kind of just falls off just enough for uh, someone else to take it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Damian Martinez here going Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. Matt, rate my take, one to five. I don't I don't know why picking Damian Martinez made that even hotter. <laughs> I, that, was, that didn't make sense to me. I, it's like a two. Uh, pre, preseason favorites are always up against a much, much harder standard, and the defenses are not exactly going to be holding multiple people back. So, yeah, I don't I don't think that's all that. All that Avery? Uh, I was like, oh, that's not too hot. I tell you, said Damian Martinez, when you have other quarterbacks in the conference that could win that award very easily, Bo Nix, Michael Penix come to mind. Like, Who's voting for this? The media? They're stupid, and they just do the <laughs> easiest thing. So like, if Caleb Williams Which doesn't live up to expectations, they're just going to pick the next best quarterback, probably. So I think that's a four. I, it's a five. It's a five. You were too specific. Okay. Reed? Yeah, before the Damian Martinez, I'd say it's a two because I just think they're going to give it to the best player on the best team. So it's basically just, do you think USC's that team or not? Yeah, it could be Damian Martinez. It could be Michael Penix. It could be Bo Nix. Um, so, yeah. Greg? Uh, before the Damian Martinez thing, I would have said it's a one because nobody who says the field should ever get credit for having a hot take. Like if you're picking the field against a favorite at any time, you should never get credit for that. Uh, but when you added in Damian Martinez, I'll bump it up to a five because there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, when I put it out, I said, okay, I'm picking the field. Or I was like, come on, come on. He could do better than that. If, do better it, than even that. if Damian, Mar- like even if Oregon State was the best team, what are the odds Damian Martinez gets it there? I feel like very decent odds DJU gets it. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Matthew Hubertson. DJ DJ is not throwing the ball for more than 150 yards a game. He might rush for more than Martinez. That's fine. It's no. <laughs> <laughs> Martinez is going to run for 2,500 yards now that the, he has a quarterback that can throw the ball seven yards down the field. No. <laughs> like this. <laughs> uh, interesting. All right, Matthew Hubertson, give us your hot take. Uh, final hot take. I might, I, I don't know how much I believe this Utah three peats, uh, to officially <laughs> solidify that Utah killed the pack 12. Yes. <laughs> I need it. Uh, Avery quickly. What's your, uh, what's your rating on this? The pack 12 is going to be too good for Utah to just slide on through there again. So it's a four. Okay. Reed four. It requires any other team not being elite. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and, uh, Greg, what do you give this? I'm, I'm torn between three and a four. Cause on the one hand, I agree with what they've said. It's like, there's some really good teams in the pac 12 and Utah is the hardest schedule of any of them. Getting to that game is going to be a nightmare at the same time. These last two years, Utah's just had this weird magic about them that just lets them do these things because of being slightly more competent than everyone else. And so I'll say a three. <laughs> Yeah, give me, give me like a, give me a four. No, oh, give me a five. There's too many good teams. Utah backed their way into the title game last year. They needed Caleb Williams to get hurt in order to beat USC. Give me, uh, give me, give me a five. I'm gonna give it a five. Um, Reed, this is the only defense that exists in the conference. Uh, Oregon State, erasure. 
Read, round I'm sorry, us George Erasure, you're right. <laughs> read, round us out. I'll, I say that Oregon and USC meet in the title game, and they do it with a two-game advantage in the conference standings over anyone wow. else. Wow. Mm. Definitive. That's interesting. Greg, how about you give us a rating? I'm... I'm I... Oregon Stanford meeting on their I mean Oregon and USC <laughs> not Stanford on their not own. definitely not Stanford <laughs> Oregon and USC meeting on their own would be like I feel like that's the most likely outcome but with the two game advantage ooh I think I'll go four I think it could really happen it would make sense but it's still ah. Uh, that requires Oregon. I mean, it requires Oregon and USC to be really good, and I don't know if they'll be that good. Avery, what are you giving this? What losses are you accounting for, Reed? What when losses? You say that? Yeah, like which games are they going to lose? Do you think only conference games? So I have. I'll just say it. I have Oregon use, losing the Utah game, USC losing the Oregon game. So they each have one, and everyone else in the conference has three conference losses or more. Ah, I'm gonna give it a three because I could totally see that happening. Uh, who hasn't got? Who hasn't rated this I, yet? Matt? I have it. I have it as a. You keep forgetting about me. It's fine. <laughs> um, I have it. I have it as a five uh, because they play each other. Um, if they were missing each other and and had ways to get one loss in other ways, uh, that would be fine. I also like neither of them are elite enough to avoid the beating up on each otherness of the other teams. Yeah, I, I, it just feels so. I just, I, I do not think that that is very much of a possibility at all. Uh, Carlos apparently got offended by me saying that he keeps forgetting about me yeah. and left. So this is fine. <laughs> um, let's. So that's all the hot takes. Is that that's everybody got two hot takes out, right? Yeah. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Did. Okay. So let's move on to the next segment. We're going to do a player draft uh, to refamiliarize everyone with the actual Pac-12 players and names in the conference. Many of them have changed places of where they are at. So the structure of the draft is super simple. We'll each pick one quarterback, one running back, one pass catcher, and two defensive players. Again, we are going with players and not units. Uh, we are hoping that this will uh, apparently Reed suggested this is a more entertaining format, but Carlos only knows two players from most of the teams. So uh, we're going to start things out with quarterbacks. So the first pick goes to Carlos, who is now back instead of running away. Are you okay? Or did I offend <laughs> you? Are you okay? Matt, uh, but you, fun- you butchered the comedic timing on my joke there. Yeah, you. That was Reed. That was actually Reed was supposed to read that. He could have. Oh, read. You didn't have that. So. That's true. Yeah. What are we doing, Reed? Uh, yes, we are doing a Pac-12 player draft. Uh, the first. Sorry, we we have to. What, what happened to our production values here? Uh, so the first pick in the quarterback category goes to Carlos. Fucking <laughs> time. Oh, what are we doing here? Where's the pomp? Oh, 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 oh. Where's the pomp and circumstance? Uh, this one's very easy. This is like the easiest pick in the entire draft. It's Caleb Williams. If this was just like an overall player draft with zero categories of positions, I would have picked Caleb Williams number one overall. He's the best player in the Pac-12. He is the favorite to win a Heisman again. He is. Uh, he's going to be electric to watch. I think there's a world in which he falls off a tiny bit, but that's still one of the five best players in the country so i'm going with kayla williams that's pretty easy you're a coward that's what you are <laughs> avery you're up who's uh who are you picking number two in the quarterback category am i supposed to wait for the sound no no oh. no we're only doing it per category that'd okay. be insane you're gonna kill me with sure. the editing what happened to our production values in the pump and <laughs> uh, this one's hard i feel like there's two options here it could go either way um i personally think that Bonex is a Republican. So I'm going to pick Michael Penix <laughs> for this one. My man said he missed Chick-fil-A one time. <laughs> All right. So we got Caleb Williams and Bonex going one. I mean, Michael Penix going one, two. Uh, Greg, you're you're up. I'm very happy because Bonex was second on my board. Oh. So uh, welcome to the team, Bo. Uh, yeah. Uh, very happy with this. Okay. All right. Bonex. Greg gets Bonex third. All right, next up here on the draft board, we've got Reed. Reed, you've got fourth pick at quarterback. I am very unhappy uh, because there's a three-quarterback tier in this conference, and I have to pick fourth. 
I'll take Cam Rising. Uh, I think he's the next pick. I'm a little worried about the injury, but no one else quite moves the needle enough for me to jump up and take them. Okay, it's fair, reasonable. Uh, Matthew Burton, you're you've got the last pick. You're getting yeah. against Slim Pickens here. <laughs> okay, first of all, rude. Uh, <laughs> my board also kind of mixed up by injury. I would have gone Drew Pine here, uh, mostly Ooh. just a bet on Kenny Dillingham. Um, but so I'm going to go DJU. I don't think that our numbers are going to look great, but wins are a quarterback stat. I've always said that. And so I think that I think I'm walking away with the best pick here, even though I was last. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're walking away. I think with like a good value pick, that's pretty good for, for fifth, I think. All right. So we ran through quarterbacks pretty quickly. I think we kind of have talked about Pac-12 quarterbacks. So that makes sense. Let's go on to the next category. One that I think will be a little spicier running backs. All right, first up in the running pa- uh, running back category, first pick, Matthew Hubertson. You've got the first one. Who are you going with? Yeah, this is also an incredibly, I mean, pretty much just as easy of a pick as Carlos had with uh, with with Caleb Williams. Cam Rising um, <laughs> as as a running back, I think is absolutely uh, absolutely the number one pick here. Um, no, I'll go Damian Martinez. Okay, I'll, I'll okay. Take the easy one. <laughs> yeah, Damian Cam Rising is a good one. I would have let is, you pick uh, Cam Rising. That would have been very funny. It would have been extremely funny. Yards per carry is insane. It's seven yards every time. <laughs> I'm without without yeah. fail. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'm I'm up next. I Oh, man, there's some great running backs. I won't say who just so that everyone else gets a chance to say it. I'll be the homer. I'll be the homer and do it. I'll say Carson Steele. Uh, the running back at UCLA transfer from Ball State. Uh, I, I, think, I think there's a couple others that you could take ahead of him. I'm curious to see who y'all take, but that's my pick. Uh, okay, next up, third pick in the running back category, Avery. We got- I'm surprised he lasted till third. I'm going with Jaden Ott. I think he has a huge ceiling. I'm really excited to see what he does. It sucks that he plays for Cal, but... Yeah, he's just running against a 10-man box. Like it's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a tough part. That is a tough part. If this is like fantasy. This is like fantasy, the, po- the points that you're getting. Oh, God, that might be tough, but he is, he's great. I think that's a good pick. Uh, Greg, you've got the fourth pick in the running back category. I was hoping that Carson Steele would make it to me because just running back in a Chip Kelly offense is always going to produce. But uh, in lieu of him, happy to take Bucky Irving running behind an Oregon I, offensive I knew line. Reed was Great waiting. player. Reed clearly <laughs> upset by this. I was not going to go with the homer pick. I'm sorry, Reed. So, uh, so yeah, Bucky Irving for me. He's really. I think he's like clearly better than everybody after him. Yeah, uh, Reed, you're you have the unenvious position of having to pick the fifth running back. Which, by the way, there are four first team and second team running backs that the media picked. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to pick from the scraps. Who are you going with? Once again, I feel like I'm right after the tier one. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I was really hoping Greg would be a homer. I'm gonna do it for him. Uh, I think, like I said, there's a four player tier one of running backs in the conference but i think that the next guy who has the best chance to jump into that tier by the end of the season is jaquindon jackson at utah um i think he could be a thousand yard rusher i don't know that i see that for a lot of other backs in the conference so i'll take jaquindon jackson okay not bad not bad jaquindon jackson going last all right Next category. This one's a pretty stacked one, I think. I'm very. This one, maybe this one was a little easier than I thought, but wide receiver might actually be uh, interesting. So let's go to that category. Reed, you finally get uh, first pick here. So who are you going with for the for your first pick in the wide receiver category? Yeah, this is the category I really didn't want to first pick in, just to continue the <laughs> theme of bitching about my draft selections. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit you know, off the path of what people might expect, and I'm going to take Mario Williams, USC. I think that Whoa. he has the best chance to win a Bolitnikoff of any receiver in the conference this year. I'm going with Mario Williams. That's a, that's That's... That might be a hot take. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the right pick. I, 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 I like think it's it too. absolutely uh, the right pick. I, I had him first on my board as well. Actually, no, I had him second, but uh, it was he was in tier one for me. I, I had him first on my board as well. I get the second pick. 
Um, and my one B is Tedero and McMillan. Oh, <laughs> that's a good that's one. a hot take. That oh, is a hot take. I was hoping he'd fall there. Whoa. That's a good one. He Washington the, fans are fucking screaming. Yeah, literally. They're <laughs> so pissed right them. now. <laughs> fucking mind. Uh, Ted McMillan, I think both of these picks, I think, are picks that you two are making picks that a guy's going to make a leap, not necessarily a guy who had a ton of production last year. And I think that's fair. And Ted McMillan is the one I was like, if I had to pick between those two, I'd be like, Ted McMillan might make the leap. They lose Dorian Singer. Uh, Arizona does to USC. So they've got some uh, production that they need to make up for. Not a bad one. Not a bad one. All right. I'm up uh, next. I'm going to go with an obvious one. I'm going to go with the best uh, receiver on maybe Don't the best receiving Jaylen core. Do it's Jalen McMillan. Jaylen. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Washington. <laughs> uh, okay. Jalen McMillan is my third one. Everyone always says, oh, Roma Dunze is better. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, give me Jalen McMillan for my third. Pick. I'm convinced you don't even believe this. You've just completely dug your heels in for no reason. I think it's funny the way that UW fans react. So I think you should keep doing this. <laughs> you should let you should let him fall to me. Avery. You should take you should take someone else. Well, uh, Avery, you're fourth here. So who do you got? I I'm I'm gonna I don't know if this is crazy, but I'm picking Travis Hunter. Whoa, <laughs> that's insane! <laughs> this is what? off the rails. This is fucking <laughs> off the rails. I, Rick, you have the chance to do the funniest thing of all time before. before. Go I ahead, go am ahead. all about having fun. Okay, I am. My team's about having fun, having a good time, bringing the vibes, fan engagement. That is what I'm going for, and I know what you're going to ask, Reed. I I don't think we should allow Travis Hunter to be chosen as a defensive back. <laughs> oh God damn it! No, ah, work. no. <laughs> fuck. I know, but he can't be ways. on two different teams. Yeah, yeah, we can't. Sure we can. can't. He's off the board. You uh, were going to let me pick Cam Rising for running back. What are we yeah, doing that, here? That's funny. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, that's actually a great pick to prevent someone from taking him for no. DB because I feel like I'm we the first talked pick in the, the DB anyway. So yeah, he yeah. wants to play wide receiver. It's <sighs> a good one, Greg. You had a question. I was going to ask, yeah. can I can I take Travis Hunter for DBs later? But uh, it's off the board. Clearly, I can't. Yeah. Off the board. All right, Greg, you've oh, got the last pick rule. for wide receiver here. Who are you going this with? Is a disingenuous podcast. I want to not take Roma Dunze because it would be funny. <laughs> Please take Brankeithy. Brankeithy, no- please take Brankeithy. Loma Dunze was number one on my board. Okay. Brankeithy was actually not on my board because the receiver is just stacked in the conference. It is. Uh, I will say, you know, Roma Dunze, best best receiver in the conference for me. Uh, I almost, I thought I was going to be taking Troy, Fl- Troy Franklin, though. He was number three for me. Uh, I think he's really, really great. And uh, I- I'm, I'm very happy, though, for my number one to fall to me. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, it's pretty, yeah, that's this, a, it's a steal. This is definitely the one that we could have done two rounds of easy. Yeah. Like this is, this is the one section we easily could have done two rounds and I'd have been happy with the last pick in the second round. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. The names that are getting left off here, Dorian Singer for USC, Jacob Cowing for Arizona. Uh, we're forgetting about Jeremiah Hunter for Cal, uh, Troy Franklin. You mentioned it, Greg. He's not on there. Uh, J. Michael Sturdivant for UCLA. Brant Keithy, uh, this is wide receiver, but we sort of mm-hmm. broadened it to pass catcher. A bunch of tight ends. I mean, there's a ton of uh, pass catcher. Elijah catching Badger, ASU. Elijah the Badger. Yes, uh, another great one. Lots of guys missing here for, for pass catcher, but alas, here we are. Okay, let's move on to our next category. First of two defensive categories, the front seven. Greg, uh, you have the first pick in the front seven category. Easy pick for me. Favorite for defensive player of the year. Taking Leatu Latu. It's a good one. It's just not a lot to say. Best pass rusher in the conference. I think he's going to have a ton of production. Love to have it. I'm, I'm very pleased to have the first pick in this one. Not bad. It's a good pick. Um... I think he's, I think he's, I don't know if we have Vegas odds on Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Might just be us following that and tracking yeah. that in August. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's consensus, I think, is the is the one to to run away with it. So, all right, Reed, you've got the second pick. Going to be a homer? No, I'm not, sadly. Um, <laughs> I am going to pick someone who I think has a chance to eat up some tackles and showcase his talent on probably the conference's best defense 
I'm going to take Lander Barton. Mm. I was not expecting that from Reed. Good one. Good one. All right. So we got Leatu Latu and Lander Barton going one and two. Matthew Hubertson, you've got the third pick in this category. Oh, man. I definitely thought that Reed was going to go somewhere else. Um, Gosh. Okay. I'll go Barry Alexander. Oh, um, for USC, ooh, okay, the transfer yeah, from Georgia. I think kind of in a similar way, I think that this is just going to be that they are – USC is going to be playing a lot of passing offenses. They're going to be putting up points, um, and I think he is probably a really good pick to lead the conference in sacks this year. Yeah, it's a, a really, really good pick. That's that's good. Um, I've got the fourth one. I'm going a little, I'm going to get a little weird here. Uh, you know, sort of looking through, you know, you start with the first team and the second team, uh, defenses, all conference preseason picks. You sort of start doing some analysis. I've got some gripes with this. First of all, Jackson Sermon and Darius Musau, two linebackers who are first team defense. Dude should not be all conference yeah. at, at all. First or second team. I don't know what the media is doing. I think they sorted by number of total tackles and decided those are the first and second team. Those two players absolutely should not be on there. So I'm going with who I think might actually break out and be the best linebacker in the Pac-12 this year. I'm picking Eric Gentry for USC. Uh, I think I am really, really excited to see. I mean, he's a massive guy, 6'6". He looks like a fucking like Randy Moss out there. He can do some really... He, he had some really remarkable plays last year on a really bad defense. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick Eric Gentry for the fourth pick in the uh, front seven category. Reed was right. Carlos does not know the names of the defenses in this conference. Good God. That's a terrible pick. <laughs> turnover merchant. No, it's, not. it's not even the best linebacker. Turnover on merchant. Okay. Turnover okay, merchant right. out of position. Every play turnover merchant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Avery, you've got the last pick in the front seven category. Who are you going with? I'll take Brandon Dorless. Thank you. Yeah, I'm that was shocked easy. that he's still on the board. Braylon yeah, Trice sucks. De- uh, <laughs> defensive, <laughs> defensive line, defensive lineman for Oregon should be another uh, someone who's going to wreck stuff in there. Some names from the first and second team uh, preseason uh, all conference teams. Braylon Trice, you mentioned it from Washington, left on the board. Junior Tafuda, not even considered. Utah, although you don't, th- though you don't, though Utah fans don't love uh, Junior Tafuda. I don't. Yeah, he's really true? good. Are you stupid? That, no, Utah okay. fans love Junior Tafuda. Okay, I thought yeah. was it Van Fillinger that you all are a fan? One of these, one of these guys. I remember you talking about. The- I like Van Fillinger, but also I don't think he should be on the second team. Yeah, I don't think he's that good. We talked about Karenny Reed. We didn't think Karenny Reed should be on there. One another guy that I think is on the that we didn't talk about first or second team defense, uh, uh, Zion Tupuolo Fatui, uh, ZTF for Washington. I don't, he got on here, I think, based on his name. I, he just didn't look the same last year coming off that injury. Uh, he came back super fast, just did not, um, did not look the same. So I'm not really sure where they're going with that. I, I have a hot take. Yeah. Justin Flo was third on my board. I had Justin Flo there. If, I, if all <laughs> I the thought. ones that I wanted were gone, I was going to go with Justin Flo. I'm really intrigued to see what I he does think, in Arizona. I think he's going to get to freelance and do whatever the fuck he wants at Arizona. <laughs> and I think it's going to be cool. <laughs> when Reed talked about eating tackles before he said on the conference's best defense, because I thought he was going to say on the conference's worst defense, I thought he was going to pick Justin Flo there. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really really interesting to see where they uh, fall. Okay, last category here. We've got defensive backs. This is a tough category. I have some thoughts about this, but let's go through it. Avery, you've got the first pick in the defensive backs category. Where not are you going with? not the best depth. I I feel like this is one of the position groups in the conference where it's like don't have very many big names returning. So I just went with, in my opinion, like probably the most consistent guy that will be solid, which is um, Katana Oladapo from Oregon State. I I feel like he's just going to be a solid guy. I'm sure at the end of the year, we're going to have defensive backs that are great and we're really excited to see next year. But going into this year, there's just not a ton of obvious choices. Yeah, I think that's right. It is a tough, tough category. I mean, a big part of it, and we'll get into this probably at the end, is that a lot of production from last year and some of the best defensive backs, a lot of the best defensive backs are gone 
right? We're talking about mm-hmm. Rajon Wright for Oregon State. We're talking about, uh, you know, uh, who's uh, Makai Blackman uh, for USC. Like a bunch of those guys are, are gone. Christian so getting Gonzalez a lot of new faces. and Chark. Christian Clark Gonzalez. Most notably. Yeah, Caillou Blue yeah, Kelly. Caillou Blue Kelly's been a staple for years. Yeah, yeah, so they're all gone, and we're getting a lot of new faces. So it's a, it's a tough category. All right, second up in this category, Greg, you've got the number two pick. This is great. Number one on my board still there, so I'm taking Cole Bishop. There best safety in the league. I think he's one of the best three safeties in the country. Uh, this is great. Very happy to have him. I think Nate Ritchie's better than Cole Bishop. <laughs> no, he, don't, he's not. Don't get in front of my pick. Great. <laughs> don't get in front of my pick. Reed, you've got the third pick in defensive backs. Who are you going with? I will take Chow Smith Wade, uh, Wazoo, Washington State corner. I think that he's probably the favorite to be the best corner in the conference going into this year. Uh, so I'll take him. Okay. All right. Matthew Hubertson, you're fourth. Yeah, grapes, grapes spoiled it. I'm going Nate Ritchie, uh, my favorite player. Uh, that I've seen in a long, long time, my blitz god. Um, I I love Nate Ritchie. I love the way he plays. He's not going to stack up numbers. I'm definitely going to lose this pick. Uh, from that perspective, I don't care. He's my favorite player. People forgot about him because <laughs> he went on a Mormon mission. But like his freshman year, he was a standout. He's insane. He was crazy. He's so much fun to watch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is this leaves me with the unenvious position of have of going last in the uh, in the defensive backs category. I mean, there's a oh God, there's just this is a tough category. This is a really really tough category. Uh, I thought about Asa Turner for Washington. Uh, I know another. That's a name I recognize. I'm gonna go with another name I recognize though he that I think know. will break out. Oh my God, out. Reed was so right. <laughs> that I that I, I love that you're picking guys based on names you recognize. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> there's just not a lot, and it's like I don't know. I don't know who. I, I don't know a lot of these guys, right? Like at, at least because they're new. Um, we're getting again some of the best defensive backs from last year. A lot of them, most of them, are gone. So we're not really getting much returning talent or guys who had a lot of production who are coming back. So uh, I'm going to go with a guy that uh, I remember being pretty good. That I sort of think that you all sleep on. Uh, elite top tier vomiter, Jatravis Bratt and Broughton for Utah. I, I don't think he starts for Utah. That's interesting. Okay, <laughs> doesn't start. I think he. I think he was fine. I thought this he was. So re- I thought he was really good last year. I don't know what y'all were looking at, but I thought he was pretty good last year. Maybe the depth got better at Utah. I didn't know about Nate Ritchie. Don't know him because I don't follow kids who went on their Mormon mission and disappeared for two years. But uh, <laughs> you'll remember when you watch him play, you'll be like, "Oh wait, I remember this white kid that's just running all over the place." <laughs> yeah, I love so <laughs> I'm going to Travis Broaden. I don't care. Uh, Sione Vaki better. Uh, on the same team. Don't um, know who that is. No one knows who that is except so Utah is fans. Fabian Marks, so is Zamaya Vaughn. Yeah. Those are all those are all guys he's, that no one except Utah fans. So is Miles Battle. Yeah. Like as long as you were picking names to not go Kalen Bullock. Yeah. And that was like wild. go with the turnover merchant. <laughs> I really I, like I was shocked you didn't go that I think way. you guys yeah. are I think you guys are underselling some of the Eric Gentry was good last year i don't know you what you guys have, are talking about you could about. have stuck with the theme of like turnover merchant who like blows big plays with uh with kalen bullock like it would have made a lot of sense for your team <laughs> uh okay well that is our pac-12 player draft uh let's get a quick recap we're gonna have to take a second here for everything to process but uh as we're doing that i'll go ahead and recap uh we'll start we'll go team by team avery this is the team Avery picked. Uh, for her quarterback, she went with Michael Penix. Her running back went with Jaden Ott. Uh, defensive back, Travis Hunter. Or, sorry, pass catcher, <laughs> Travis Hunter. Uh, for front seven, you went with Brandon Dorless. And for defensive backs, we went Katan Aladapo. Uh, I had Caleb Williams at the number one pick overall in quarterbacks. Carson Steele for my running back. I'm with Jalen McMillan, the best uh, receiver in Seattle um, at wide receiver. I went with Eric Gentry as uh, my front seven pick, and I went with Travis Broughton for defensive backs because uh, or pick, slim pickings from uh, from 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 existing players from last year. Greg, he went with Bo Nix as his quarterback, uh, running back Bucky Irving, wide receiver, the second best uh, Husky pass catcher. Roma Dunze, uh, Liatu Latu, the defensive player of the year favorite, and Cole Bishop for his defensive back. 
Matthew Hubertson went with DJU as his quarterback. And David, I didn't notice this, Damian Martinez as his running back. Got the Oregon State thing going on there. Tet McMillan for wide receiver. Bear Alexander for his front seven pick. And Nate Ritchie for defensive backs. And rounding us out, Reed. He went with Cam Rising at quarterback. Jaquindon Jackson out of Utah for Swap running those, back. Please. Flip flip those two. <laughs> um, <on> the- <laughs> ja- for those who don't know, Jaquindon Jackson was recruited to Utah as a quarterback. We're gonna have <laughs> some he's... interesting sets in my offense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Williams is his pass catcher. Lander Barton is his front seven pick and for defensive backs on the Chow Smith. Can Wade. I point something out here? Reed Reed suggested that we make a rule where we have to have we can't draft from the same team twice. So you have to have five guys from five different teams on here. And we decided not to do that. But I just want to point out which one of us was able to draft a player from d- each five different teams. Me. Reed me. picked three from Utah. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Reed went three for Utah. Utah. Carlos has Caleb Williams and Eric Gentry from USC. Oh, yes. Matt right. has DJU and Damian Martinez from Oregon State. And Greg has Bonix and Bucky Irving from Oregon. So... I'm the one that knows ball. I'm the one that knows players from everywhere in this conference. I'm very proud of you. Congratulations on all your successes. All right. Well, that is our Pac-12 player draft. Leave us in the comments who you think had the best team, who drafted, whose team are you most afraid of? Uh, who do you think drafted the best? Who do you think is a sleeper pick? Who, who Who's missing? Uh, who do you think didn't uh, make our list? All right. That's it. That's all we have. Uh, Let's end this nonsense. We are back on YouTube next Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific for our last preview episode before the season kicks off. And, of course, we'll drop this in your podcast feeds every Monday at 5 a.m. Pacific. For now, that's Avery. That's Greg. That's Matt. That's Reed. I'm Carlos. Thank you so much for joining us live. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Thank you for subscribing. We'll see you next week. And remember, there are no truck stops here. <coughs> no truck stops here. Like four? There's four no the truck stops. Four, <laughs> four no truck stops here. <laughs>